When one door of happiness closes, another opens. But often, we look so long at the closed door that we do not see the one that has been opened for us. Helen Keller. Welcome to episode 39 of The Gospel Truth, the place where it's truly and sincerely all in the name, who we are and what we're about and what is not tolerated. No BS. I am our major, and I have my sister Rain and my brother, Grandpa, why are you so grouchy, the wise one, riding the bull with me this afternoon as we make our way through this labyrinth we call life. What's happening, folks? What's, What's happening? So I got a question. Go Do ahead. you come up with um, a new name? Like, does his name build based off of conversations during the day or the week? Yes. Because his name, I... <laughs> <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I can't help it. He inspires me. What can I say? <laughs> I can hear the motivation. He inspires me. I give him everything he needs. It's I give him yep. the name. Yep. Hey, look, but guess what? Guess what, bro? When we meet Trina, she gonna have something coming down the line too. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. So, I believe it. It's not exclusive. Yeah, I was, I was asking for a friend because I was like, is this what I'm going to have to look forward to? <laughs> oh, yeah. Who that name get longer and longer. <laughs> <laughs> you see how it keeps going, too, don't you? <laughs> but I can't and argue I, with the fact that it'd be on point and on the outside. Oh. <laughs> Well, that's three. Y'all would call me grouchy. <laughs> Just call it like we see it now. <sighs> these people, are, these people out here always get get me started. I don't know why they want to get me started. That's what it is. We need to tell these people leave you alone. <laughs> I try to give them a look, but they don't. They don't. They don't take it. They don't take the look I give. Mm. You might need to send up a SOS, a red flag, something. Because I don't know what kind of hint you're sending up. they missing this. <laughs> I was trying to do it before I started cussing. <laughs> right. Right. I really do. They they just don't get it. And mm-hmm. then when I say something, they were like, you mean? How am I mean when I just I gave you the look to leave me alone? Mm-hmm. It's hard out here. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I understand. When you deal with folk that you don't want to have to deal with, they bring out the worst in you sometimes. Man, and sometimes you can't avoid them. It's a blessing uh, when you are able to avoid them, but sometimes you just can't. You just can't. So true. I think so. I think they want to just pull it out me. Let them have it. Believe me, I think he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're worthy of it. Let them have it. <laughs> Well, I was nice today. I, I just looked at him and <laughs> tried to get him a cold shoulder. Right. Gave him a cold shoulder so he can get the hell on. Mm-hmm. I don't know so, my sister, how are you this day? I am good. I have been good. super busy, but good. I finished mm-hmm. my renovations on the shop. Um, okay, it's good. Yep. Yeah. So She's looking it up. That's mm-hmm. one less thing to do. Rebranding is almost done. 
Awesome. What about and you? How was your day, Ben? Pretty good. Our major? No complaints? Pretty good. No complaints. Celebrating my daughter's 29th, 29th year. Yeah, 29th year. 29 years on this earth. So is today her birthday? Uh, yeah. Yeah, today's Happy her birthday. Happy birthday to your baby girl. Happy birthday, yeah. Bree. Team Leo. Whoop, whoop. Uh, can we not go there, please? <laughs> Oh, I'm going there. Go there. It's our she, season. She's taking it already. Yeah. Right. Mm, so, yeah. Oh, Don't worry. Oh, we'll let oh, y'all have y'all's. Yes. And, and like you, like most Leos, she likes to go toe-to-toe with me. Uh, <laughs> she was telling me, we were sitting there discussing astrology for a second and the date. So I said, yeah, mm-hmm. typically the dates run from the 22nd to the 21st, right, mm-hmm. of each month. So she, as usual, likes to come in and correct me and tells mm-hmm. me, uh-uh, for Leo's, it's the 23rd. And so I just looked at it and ignored it and just kept on with the conversation. So <clears throat> then she pulls it up online and shows it to me. Mm-hmm. And according to what she pulled up online, at least from this particular website, whatever it was, it says Leo's start on July 23rd, which was yesterday, through mm-hmm. August 21st which is, if I recall correctly, one day short of your birthday. Is that mm-hmm. right? That's yeah, correct. You still but, Britannica, Britannica says July 23rd to August 22nd, and the new Zodiac says um, August 22nd is under there. And undeniably, mm-hmm. my characteristics mm-hmm. justify that I am a Leo. Mm. Uh, and at this point, I agree. As I said, <laughs> Leos love to go toe-to-toe with me for whatever reason. <laughs> And she was ready. <laughs> she was ready. Let me tell you something. You, I've been defending my uh, claim on my side from maybe 10 years old. Because people, I was like, oh, wow. oh, they like to say, oh, you on the cusp. You a cusp, baby. So you, you Virgo this and like, no, I know what I am. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you know how to hold, so, down. You know how to hold your own. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of practice. <laughs> yeah. Ten years old, long time. <laughs> and then I got another one coming up in three days. So that's your wife's yeah. birthday in three days. Mm, yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Both of ours. Oh, your birthday, right. your wife's that's birthday right. in three right. days too. Yep, on the twenty seventh too. Okay. Are they going okay, on the right. same day? Y'all got so many things in common. <laughs> yeah, the Lord works in mysterious ways. Sometimes I think He just has a sense of humor. That he's yes. using us for our for his expense. <laughs> <laughs> keep us on these Leos. I tell you, Leos keep us on our toes. I know so many Leos. Right. <laughs> right. Well, obviously you got a good relationship with him because you married one. Both of y'all married one. Um, your sister is one, Antonio. So I mean, hey, I'm one. So it must be some good vibes in there somewhere. Oh, you know, there's, there's definitely some oh. good vibes in there. It's definitely in there. Yeah. My daughter, y'all good people well, overall. My dad was Leo. Mm, my daddy's one too. Yeah, he was on the oh, see, y'all have something in common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So you know, dealing with Leos, you just kind of you know you know where you stand. <laughs> Seriously, true. if they don't if they don't That's like true. you, they are gonna let you know. That's true. If they don't That's they gonna let you know. They not gonna hide nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they don't pull punches. They sure don't. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're like, they hurt my feelings. You know, you hurt my feelings, but they were like, okay. 
and move on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honesty can do that to people, you know. Yeah, yeah it does. But Leo give it like 100%. You're like, my God. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, could've, I have had to learn how to put some Vaseline on it through the years. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know what? I don't know if I'm buying that one yet. <laughs> depends on who you I are. Buying, right. I don't I'm know if I'm buying it. depends on who you are. I'm That's true. Who I'm gonna, it, is. it does right, depend on like who this. you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm about to say, I'm glad I'm your brother. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. Yeah, it, I, I have different. to be honest. It does depend on who you are. I feel mm, you. I know. I feel you. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, um, what are we getting into this day? This day, we're going to go ahead and talk about... Um, Good old T.D. Jakes in the message oh, he, he delivered oh, the other I day. So, I am so glad you said that. Now, I just got a question because I haven't. I have not seen or heard the full video clip. What I have been mm. doing, I actually found it. I finally found it, and I've been reading, mm. you know, um, an article that talked about what he said, you know, because I mm-hmm. want to make sure I had full detail or at least more detail of what he was saying and what context he was putting it in. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> I want to, if y'all don't mind, I want to start it off by reading that, if that's okay. Yeah, go ahead. Because okay. I've been trying to hear the whole context, too. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I found the video. It's on YouTube. It's like two and a half minutes long. But I know usually when you listen to his messages, whether it's on TV or even like the uh, podcast format, it's like 30 mm-hmm. minutes. You know, he usually mm-hmm. does a 30-minute sermon. So the, just having that little clip to me wasn't going to be enough to really nah. go into a lot of detail. So right. the, the, the article reads as follows. <clears throat> megachurch, megachurch pastor T.D. Jakes suggest, suggested in a recent sermon that families are being lost in contemporary culture because we are raising up women to be men while subverting their femininity. The comments made by the leader of the Dallas-based megachurch, the Potter's House, came during a sobering Father's Day message, build Real Men Pour In. The message currently has nearly 600,000 views on YouTube. In his message, Jakes explained that there is a divine order of creation, and when men are led by women, it breaks the divine order. Let's put an asterisk on that. Real men pour in, Jakes said. If Adam had not allowed Eve to to pour into him, sin would have never come into the world. Sin came into the world because Adam broke the order. We were not designed to receive from women. Your self-esteem is compromised when you have to ask your wife for lunch money. And Adam, all of a sudden, has allowed the curse to come because he stopped pouring, Jakes explained. The Dallas pastor warned women to be careful about pouring too much into us because we are designed to pour into you and you are designed to take what we pour into you and increase it and make it better. He acknowledged that his message goes against the dominant message of today's culture. Still, he stressed that that this disruption of God's order destroys families. Now I'm gonna read one last paragraph and I'll stop right there and we can jump in. This breaks all the sociological order of the culture we are living in now because we are raising up women to be men. And you are not applauded for your femininity. You are applauded in the contemporary society by how tough, rough, nasty, 
mean, aggressive, hateful, and possessive you are. And you're climbing the corporate ladder, but we are losing our families. Jake's declared to applause. Now, there is more, but I'm going to stop right there, and we can start talking from here if y'all want. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Uh-huh. So um, I'd really like to hear y'all perspective first, <laughs> especially <laughs> Antonio's. <laughs> Why am I first? Either one of you uh, first, but I definitely want to hear y'all perspective first. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> I would say this. I feel that um, society has made our ladies, I'm not going to say women, our ladies, even at the corporate level in his regard, as far as what he was saying, as far as nasty and mean and and whatever else, I think society has pushed that envelope. I'm gonna stop right there with that, with that particular um, subject because I'm gonna wanna, I want to come back to that one. But okay. as far as the the pouring into uh, our women, our ladies, and our ladies pouring into us, I think for me, I think it's a, it's a, it should be a, a it should work both ways. I don't think it should just be one way. <laughs> And where that person takes it, and and of course she can make it. It's like a house, right? So she, had, a man, gets the house, or build a house, and the, the the wife makes it a home, or the lady makes it a home. I get that part of it, but it takes two, right? And that person will pour into you. Can pour into her because guess what? She's going to be time that she's down, and same thing with you. When you're down, she's going, she's supposed to pour into you. I think it should, it should work both ways in that in that uh, regard. That's me. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You're, you're finished? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's all okay. I got for right now. Sure, sure. Um, <clears throat> honestly, I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted by uh, the statement, the sermon. I would like to hear the whole thing, and hopefully at some point I will get the opportunity to do so. Um, first and foremost, I'm surprised, based upon what I've read at least, I'm surprised that Jake's even went there because other issues have come up in society that he has not addressed from his pulpit or otherwise. So I was really first, that was my first reaction. I was literally surprised when he addressed it. Um, And I used to watch Jake's religiously every Sunday, especially when during my time when I was out of church and looking for a home. And at, at, at one point I'd be reserved to, this is my pastor, at least for the time being. I, you know, Really, I always enjoyed his messages. I felt like, um, you know, he he is anointed. But <clears throat> on other than that, he always stayed in his arena. And I felt like this, making this statement here, this particular mm-hmm. message, he kind of stepped out of his arena, and it just surprised me. Now, I did see one reaction online as well that uh, from, a, from a woman, of course, that disagreed with him. Uh, when I, I think one of you all sent that sent that video to us, uh, you know, put, yeah. okay, put it in our uh, put it in our chat. So yeah. I, I, her reaction didn't surprise me. It's kind of what I expected. And whenever something goes viral, I don't care who you are, it's typically not a good thing. Now, to some degree, 
I think he's right. To some degree, I think he's right. But I don't, I, I guess I'm a, I'm a little confused because not that I've ever been, but I know he used to have this, and I don't even know if he still has it. I know he had, used to have this convention at one point called Woman Thou Art Loosed, and I know he even oh, had a yeah. book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I know he's always uplifted women. But who, and I guess, too, I got would have to listen to the message to see who exactly is he coming down on. Is he coming down on men or is he coming down on women? And who's actually creating this woman to become men? Who's actually raising these women to become men? Now, that's one, that's one side of it, me looking at it from T.D. Jakes' perspective, for lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. The, the reason why I think he's right is because I do think families are, to a degree, being destroyed. And it all comes down to this, the love of money for me. That's how I look at it. It's the love of money. And when you're talking about a set of people that have struggled for so long and have had to endure so much to gain so little, when you get it, you don't know necessarily how to act with it from a practical level and from a spiritual level. And I'm sure I have more to go into because I know I do, but that's where Mm -hmm. I'm going to stop at for now. Alrighty then. Oh my goodness, here we go. <laughs> Let's all peel this on you. Go ahead. <laughs> so, first of all, um, like you are major, um, I used to listen to TD Jakes faithfully. Um, I mm-hmm. used to attend the Woman Without Our Loose conference every like every year. Um, okay. I also have the Woman Without my first Bible. Um, that I bought for myself was a woman that art loose Bible, and I was gifted one as well from like um, my best friend um, years ago, um, at least mm-hmm. probably about twenty years ago. And um, to your point, yes, um, he has always been good about building up women, uplifting women, empowering women, and all these different things. Um, mm-hmm. I do not disagree with his message. And I'm going to get into that in a minute as to why. Um, but I do want to say, like, I had stopped following um, TDJ just like, you know, um, for the same, for similar reasons, because some of the issues that I felt like should be addressed from the pulpit weren't being addressed and things that should have mm-hmm. been talked about weren't being talked about. So a lot of times when we get to a level of, um, I want to say, I'm going to use the word fame, and popularity, right? Once we be, mm-hmm. get once we get a certain amount of popularity or whatever, sometimes even our intentions are good when we start out, we kind of like stray away from the controversial subjects because we don't want to offend or hurt our, um, you know, our following. So with this um, message, you have to consider your audience, right? This is a pastor. And so this is a pastor, and he's teaching a message, and the message that he's teaching to um, the message that he is teaching is to those that profess to be Christians and believe um, God's word, right? And so he was very specific about talking about God's order of things, God's order for the family, right? And so when we examine scripture, God's order for the family is that the husband is the head, um, the wife is his helpmate. And so to your point, Antonio, the woman does sow into the husband and we sow into each other, Right. So, so you know, keeping that in context, so when he's saying, you know, that, um, you know, that um, 
the woman, the man was never intended to receive, the man was never intended to receive from the woman. You have to look at society, right? So society mm -hmm. has tainted the church, okay? The church does not look like, um, look different from society like it once did, right? So mm -hmm. when you, um, when, when you go into the church, there were certain expectations, certain things that just didn't happen. But now we have a culture of tolerance that has spilt over into the church. Right, so no longer are we speaking the truth of God's word. No longer can we say what the Bible says without people getting offended and getting upset. And that's why a lot of women were upset and offended and, you know, went off and, you know, felt some type of way about what he was saying. But mm -hmm. if you are a Christian and you say that you follow the Bible and that um, you um, are trying to submit to the order of things according to God's word, then you can't be upset with him for what he's saying. Now, when you think in terms of um, the statement that we're raising our women to be men, you know, um, and the fact that um, this is destroying the corporate structure, I mean, the family structure, right? Think about what the, a family is supposed to look like. A family is supposed to have the husband in the home, the wife in the home. Um, you have two parents in there raising children. A lot of our households nowadays, especially within our culture, are single parent homes, you know. Um, and with that single, with the single parent homes um, that are being established, and mind you, I was a part of, I, like I said, I've been a part of Woman That I Lose, and at no point has T.D. Jakes ever bashed somebody from being a single parent, right, or said that you, you know, um, degraded you or made you feel bad about that or any of that, right? He encourages you to do what you have to do as a parent. Um, given has given good advice on co-parenting. I have attended classes and things like that um, on these different things that he's hosted or that his team has hosted. And so he has always given women a good structure, but he's always done it from a biblical perspective. But it's like mm -hmm. now that we are in this, this culture of tolerance, anything that you say that I don't agree with becomes offensive. Um, so we have this mindset. Women, you know, women are more aggressive now. Women do move like um, like men now. M women do or what we consider to, you know, like what, at one point we would say that's how a man move or whatever. Or whatever. Like you, it, we look the same. We move the same. We're doing the same things or whatever. Just like um, when we recently engaged in a conversation and we were talking about, um, you know, like, it, and I think um, somebody said depends on what, like, you know, what you're looking for, right? So some women are just looking for this from a man, right? They're not looking for a serious relationship and things like that. But if you're in the church or you're a Christian, you should be looking for marriage. You shouldn't be looking for a situation where you're out here fornicating and things like that and, um, you know, not or having babies without a husband. Because in this culture today, people are not aspiring to be wives. They're aspiring to be baby mamas. And we see that through the celebrities and stuff. Stuff like that. Nick Cannon got about what nine, ten baby mamas, yeah, and he's Lord. creating a system of broken homes. Oh, I didn't know and he had that. Man. What, yes, yeah. yes. Eight, I mean, they be, they be dropping, they be dropping babies at the same time. Like mm -hmm. literally, want to be pregnant this month, have a baby, you yeah. know, and that's perpetuating a cycle of broken homes. He can't be in all, unless he moves them all in one house and they work out some type of polygamous situation. He can't be in the homes of all those kids. But this is the type of stuff that society glorifies. This is the type of stuff that society is pushing as normal and as acceptable. But as Christians, this is not what we should be looking for as, you know, as home, you know, as what home looks like. 
and home or marriage and um, a mother and a father in a home, and even if y'all don't make it, a mother and a father co-parenting together to raise that child instead of us using the children as a weapon. So I'm not speaking to you, so you're not going to see your child and stuff like that. That's what society promotes. Mm-hmm. If you look at TikTok videos and things like that, you will see I was looking at one yesterday where this woman was like this message to my baby daddy, and she was calling him a, a, a F boy and a P word and all this stuff. Like that is not like that's not um you know, that's not helping the child. That's not putting us in a situation where we have or building families because whether we are a family under the same roof or we are a family separate and apart because we still have a child to co-parent, you know, there's a design that God has in place for um, what that's supposed to look like. And that's not us in opposition against each other. That's not us being hateful toward each other. That's not us being aggressive with each other. That's not me using my child as a pawn against you. That's not what that looks like. What it looks like is two mature people coming together Mm -hmm. to sit down and make a decision and a plan for what's best for our child because that's why these children out here are lost. That's why they yeah. are they're at home with no day, daycare. Look at the, how society has set us up. It, do you know how much it costs to put a baby in daycare a week? I heard, like, I heard like a two or three hundred dollars, man. $225 a week. Some places mm-hmm. are higher than that. So if well, you're a single parent, yeah, yeah. If you are a single parent, then guess what? You have no choice but to go chase the corporate ladder because why? The house is out of order. The house is out of order. If you and then these mothers that are raising their sons not to be sons, you you out here laying and playing. But when it's time for you to be a father, the first thing you say is, "Oh, that ain't my baby." You ain't got a mm-hmm. DNA test. You ain't got nothing. But you know you was up in it. But the first thing you say is, "That ain't my baby." And then what grandma doing? Grandma is not saying, "Oh, you was laying and playing. You gonna be responsible till we find out if it's yours." No, she's saying, "Oh, we ain't doing nothing for that child till." You know, we know it's ours, or we don't want nothing to do with it unless we know it's ours. And let your child or your son go three or four years without getting a blood test, and that child is fatherless, and that mother is struggling. And so she don't have no choice but to be out the house racing up the corporate ladder because she has to make money to do what? To support the child and be the mother and to handle the responsibilities of the mother and the father. So culturally, this is what we're fostering is okay. Yeah, this, is what we're, this is what we're saying the family, you know, should look like. You know, we're not pushing people, in, even in the church, we're not pushing people, you know, we're not pushing people to be married. We're not pushing people to come together. We're not preaching against these things or whatever. And so when somebody finally says it, it's, it's going to go viral because it's like, oh, I don't need a man. And, and that's our favorite word as women. And not me personally, but that's what women let us say. I don't mm-hmm. need no man to do nothing for me. You know what? I do. Yeah. You might not need a man. Speak for you, sis. But I need somebody to come check these tires. I need somebody to, um, mm-hmm. let, you know, make sure that when I'm going up the highway, my vehicle is straight. I need somebody to be logical when I'm being emotional. I need mm-hmm. a man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But we yeah. have to stop telling our men that we don't need them. And like T.D. Jake said, don't tell me you don't need me, then get upset when I shy away. Who wants yeah. to say where they're not needed? Yeah. You know, you know, I'm going to give you a prime example. I like, how, I like what you just said, right? Yesterday, we wanted to go see my wife's grandmother, right? Mm-hmm. She had a, a certain, uh, Rod, she had knee surgery. So pretty much she can't really do anything. So her, one of her daughters over there, and her grandchild came, came in, and she was trying to get some groceries out of the car. So my wife told my my little boys, she said, hey, go help her get the uh, stuff out of the car. You know what the little girl said? 
I don't need an inch with attitude. I don't need no help. Y'all can go back. I told my kid, I said, well, y'all come on back down here. He, he got a little bit talking. You crazy. I said, y'all yeah. come on back down here and sit down and she'll figure it out. And my wife said, no, don't. they can't be like that. I said, yes, they can. I said, because well, anybody's going to talk to them crazy. If she says she'll need no help and she's talking crazy, she's going to learn the hard way. I said, they're mm-hmm. not forgetting about talking to them any kind of way. And that's the, that's the crazy part. You know, we don't teach. We don't teach that, right? We don't teach our mm-hmm. girls and our boys. It's a, it's a certain way you talk to people, a certain mm-hmm. way how you handle things. And I don't oh, think nobody should be talked to any kind talk to any kind of way. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna. I was just saying it's, it's called respect. It's just yeah, a small yeah, word, respect. And what people need it's, to understand is respect is very simple. Treat me yeah. the way you would like to be treated. It's very simple yeah. for the most part. Yeah. And you know, um, her her grandmother ahead. her her grandmother didn't say nothing. So I think she laughed, and uh, the aunt didn't say nothing. Yeah, he must be talking to my, not my boy. Now, yeah. He's some other little boy like that, not mine, because I teach him how to respect everybody. But mm-hmm. you talking to him crazy? Oh, no. He must be talking to him crazy, and I'm trying to help you. That's the problem. When somebody's trying to help you, you cannot talk to them crazy. It's like if I hold a door for a lady, I hold a door for you. I, you know what I expect? There's only one thing I expect you to do is say thank, thank you. you. That's mm-hmm. it. That's it. Now, if you don't uh, give me no yes. thank you, don't, don't, don't wait for this door to be held next time. So I'm showing your face. I'm not that dude. Because I think it, my mom taught me so much respect for women because I was the only boy. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to disrespect me. If I did something, if I help you with anything, that's, that's one simple thing that you can't thank you. That's simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's amazing because that's something else that our society is bad at. We teach our men how to treat women like kings. I mean, treat um, women like queens, but we don't treat we don't train our daughters to teach men like treat our men like kings. We don't mm-hmm. give them that, you know. And that's a that's an imbalance, you know. Just like the whole happy wife, happy life scenario, right? Um, it takes two people to be happy. That. Yeah, you. This, mm-hmm. this is, but this is what our culture sows into our women. Like you're the priority, right? It's all about you. You demand to be treated with respect. You, you know, you have to be treated with respect. He's supposed to treat you like a queen. He's supposed to do this. He's about. He's supposed to do that. But are we teaching our daughters that we have to give our men that same type of love and respect? No. Mm-hmm. Most times we're not. Nope. We're not. We teach them so that we can function without them. You you made a statement earlier about the, the church now following society. Them, I know I'm misquoting you, but something to the mm-hmm. effect that the church is not leading society, right? Who's at fault, though? Because at, at, leadership. At, uh, right. I, I would agree with that. But mm-hmm. I guess here's my question, and this is a topic idea that I'm kind of stumbling into unintentionally. But mm-hmm. when has the church actually led? And I don't mean that as an assault. I mean that as a sincere question. And I'm basing this question, one, based upon what we both said about T.D. Jakes, for one. Two, mm-hmm. based upon what um, civil rights leaders as well as social activists have said at some point about, about the church throughout history. And also, two, even based, even back, I would say, as uh, late 1800s, early 1900s, what some people have said about the church. So it's not something mm-hmm. that just started. It's about something that has been going on. When has yeah. the church actually really led? Well, it's you have right? years. <laughs> well, you have to think about, too, a lot of the corruption and stuff that we experience and see in the world 
um, was led, we were led into by the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. Sure was. The Pope and, so, exactly. and their desires to be in charge. Yeah. And so while um, while it may not have been done correctly, there has been periods in um, in which the church has led. Um, they mm-hmm. just didn't do it do it the way that they were supposed to. That's why, for example, that's why we have so many denominations, right? Denominations were birthed so you have your Baptist and your Pentecostal and your this and your that. You had that because the church was fighting over who was right and um, control, right? Because everybody wants mm-hmm. to be right. Nobody just wants to follow the the scripture, right? Everybody wants it their way. So that's how denominations were birthed because people couldn't get on the same page. So they fought about it and they ba- basically, um, you know, spread it out, spread out and started doing their own thing. That's not God's design for how the church should, was supposed to operate and flourish, right? Um, then you have like the Catholic Church, which because they wanted control, they prevented people from being able to read scripture for themselves. Um, there's this awesome series uh, called. Stop right there! Stop right there! Okay. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> you just said you just said that they prevent. No one can mm-hmm. prevent you from getting to know God for yourself. That's a decision you make. Hold right? on. So mm-hmm. they prevented people from being able to read scripture for themselves. So. Um, and I say, and they they were successful in doing that because they would not release the Bible for people to be able to study it. They would not translate mm. it into different languages. This is the history of our of the Catholic Church. Um, many okay. people, many people died trying to get the word out to to prove to disprove the Catholic Church and their methods, um, and trying to show that they were wrong in the way that they were doing things. Um, there's a series out there. It's called the Torchlighter series. Um, I think it's about 13 or 14 cartoons or whatever, and it talks about different people that fought to um, fought to try to get scripture out there to people um, and get it translated so people could understand that um, read the Bible and understand and study for themselves and understand it in its proper context because the church was using it to manipulate people, to get money out of people, and to control people. Oh, and so what's so, the stuff they're doing now? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so we still mm-hmm. see that. No, you're absolutely right, Antonio. We still see that, which is why it's so important for people to study the word of God for themselves to know when they're being misled and when they're in a in a healthy church. Which they're very, and unfortunately, I hate to say this, but there are very few healthy churches out here that are really, um, you know, doing things the way that the Bible says that they should. Even in Revelations, we see it. if you read Revelations chapters one through three, you see the seven so, different types of churches in the so land. Let me let me ask you this, and this is for both of y'all. Mm-hmm. Do you need Scripture to tell you how to get in touch with God, how to get in, to in close, get in uh, close? To a oneness with God. Do you need scripture for that? I don't feel like we need scripture to tell us how to get into to get close or get into oneness with God. Scripture is basically to help us to understand um how we're expected to live, like what our morals and our values should encompass. So that would be my response to that. Our major? Okay. Um the Bible can be used as a guide, but at the same time, too, you really have to look at the Bible, the more I read it especially, as a history book. And in this history book, you will see that there is God is present, but so is corruption. 
And the corruption, unfortunately, unfortunately, lies within his own people. And they turn, they constantly turn their back on him. Now, correct me if I'm wrong on this, Rain. The journey from Egypt to the Promised Land was supposed to only take 40 days. However, mm-hmm. turned it turned into 40 years. 40 years, right? Mm-hmm. Now, numerology, numerologically speaking, uh, 40 represents a trial. The number four represents a trial, right? So now mm-hmm. we've taken 40 days, and because of sin, we've turned that into 40 years. Pardon, well, I'm not going to say that, but I'm just saying, 40 years. And this is within, and then even after they come into the promised land, they, they are still subjected to being taken over by other countries and other nations. Why? Once again, they, because of one simple thing, sin, disobedience, and eternal weight from the very God that gave them the land that they're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, so, have we gotten off subject? Because yeah, I thought we were going to be. Okay, yeah. all right, go ahead. All right, go ahead. But, but, it, but it all coincides with one another if you, if you truly think about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Because you have to have, you, it really is almost like you got to have a basis. If you don't have a basis mm-hmm. to kind of see where it starts from, then mm-hmm. you don't know where you're going. Right, so a lot of times people don't see where TD Jakes was coming from. They only saw what they see in society today. But you got to have a a base point to right. see why things transcended the way they did. Because if you if you truly look at it, then you have the well. I ain't gonna go there. But I was gonna say now you have the question. We have the question now. You have the question. You know, when was the Bible written? How long ago was it written? Then who was it written by? Who was it stolen by in order to give all this extra stuff, you know, that's, that's put into the Bible today? And now you get into, like, Greek mythology and a whole bunch of other stuff, and you don't have to go there right now. But I just, I think our audience... When was the Bible but I, but I think our audience needed that basis, really, to understand why he made the statement that he made. And I don't think mm-hmm. he made it to, to downgrade women or take them off the pedestal that, that men should have them on. All he mm-hmm. was saying is you don't you don't have to be nasty. You don't have mm-hmm. to say this is how much I make. I'm a CEO with this company. You don't have to do those things. Be who God intended you to be. Be that lady where you can still mm-hmm. give that man the utmost respect that you want him to give you. That's all mm-hmm. to me. That's all he was saying. I don't see him saying anything else. I just see him stop being nasty because a lot of times society has taught these women to be nasty, not even to just men, to people in general. In general, it could be yeah. A, it could be a simple situation, and now you're trying to turn up, and then guess what? You have now taken the blessing, if, even if I was just a person on the street, to be nice to you, you have now taken that and turned it to something else, where it didn't have to be that way. Because one day I was on the elevator, and I was, of course, before this is COVID, Young lady, hey, how you doing? I'm trying to be friendly, you know. She said, ugh. Hey, nobody wants your mother in the way you already. Hey, I was just being nice to you. <laughs> you know, so sometimes mm-hmm. people so some people don't know how to, well, other people can just be nice to you. I'm just being nice. It's really people out in this world. It's really just nice people who want to be cordial. I don't have to, I don't want your number. If I wanted your number, I would have asked you for it. If I wanted to holler at you, then I would have hollered. It was just, hey, how you doing? But people are taught to be so nasty to people that we lose mm-hmm. we lose that. I can't even take you on a date because now your expectations of me, me taking you on a date, I got to take you and your friends, or I got to take you to this particular restaurant, or I got to take and feed your kids while I'm just taking you out. 
oh, I got to go wine, I got to go pay for a babysitter, or I got to buy your dress. Baby, we just going on one date. It's the first date. I'm just trying to get to know you. Yeah. So sometimes and, they miss it. Go ahead. Yeah, because that, that's how society has conditioned us or has, mm-hmm. told, has shifted the narrative, right, to make yep. it all these other things that it's really not about. And we get offended when somebody, like, and again, that's another thing, this whole cancel culture or whatever, if you have an if your opinion goes against the masses, then, of course, we don't want to hear from you. We're done with you. Mm-mm. But um, we've gotten so sensitive <laughs> that, you know, you can't, you cannot have, your truth can't be different from my truth or your yeah. truth can't be different from what's popular because if your truth is opinion. different from what's, po- oh, exactly, or your opinion can't vary from mine because if it does, then you're attacking me and you're, or yeah. you're attacking an entire group of people because I don't agree with you or I don't see eye to eye with you on that particular thing. So now it's a problem. And this is, this is an issue. This is a real mm-hmm. issue in our yeah, society yeah. today. I agree. Where does this all start, though? That's, I guess that's the question I have. Where is this? Because this had to start somewhere, or has it always been? I think it's I, – well, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to hear what you got to say. Go ahead. I'm going to – so I think – so I think that it maybe it has always been, but I think the – the change is now we have so much access to social media and the Internet and these different platforms where we're able to put, you know, everybody, anybody can put their opinion out there and stuff. Now, everything goes viral because of what? Social media, right? He could have been preaching this way in his church all the time 20 years ago, mm-hmm. right, before mm-hmm. the platform, before we had social media. And then now because it's so out there, you know, now I could just take a video clip and throw you under the bus or whatever. That's what I'll mm-hmm. do. And then we also have to be careful because um, the dangerous part is just like what we're looking at now. Some people would just take one clip, one piece, right, mm-hmm. and disregard right. the entire rest of the message, and that mm-hmm. one piece can be taken out of context. And you know what people are not going to do? People are not going to do what you were trying to do and what you are still wanting to do. People are not going to go find the whole message to hear the mm-hmm. whole thing to make sure they got its proper context. They're going to feed off of that little crumb that was given to them, and they're going to turn a mountain into a molehill because they can and because this is what we have conditioned society to believe is okay to do. You don't have to do yep. your homework anymore. You take that and you run with it. Yep, yep, that's true. But you know, it's been around for so long, honestly, that they're when I say they, whoever been trying to detach the man from the home, and I'm not even going to say black black men, right? Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not? I'm going to tell you why not because we as black people have been conditioned to think it's just us. It's a lot of it's a lot of Caucasian men that's not in the home. It's having the same problems that we having. It's a lot of Asian men that's having the same problem that we having. It's a lot of Koreans too. Like it, they all having the same problem, but what they do, just like anything else, they focus on one group of people and say this is what they're having. No, we all having the same issue. Mm-hmm. This is this is not a black issue. This is a this is a humanitarian issue. This is a people issue. And that's why I'm not mm-hmm. saying that, because they've been trying to tear the man out of the home, whoever the agenda is, whoever's agenda it is. They've been taking the man out so, of the home. So, wait, hold up, hold up. So I just want to be clear. You're stating mm-hmm. that it is not whoever's agenda this is, it's not a white or black issue. It's not an attack on African-Americans. 
It's not an attack yeah. on the black family. You're saying it's no. only attack. It's an attack on family in general. Yes. Right. So if we're in a race war, who in the hell is trying to win the race? Well, you understand a race. Does a race have color to it? Does a race have color to it? When we they line up it. For, no, no, hold on. When they run, when they line up for that track, when they line up on the track, who do you have? Chinese man, a white woman, black man, Jamaican. You have you have multiple colors out there, right? You have multiple colors. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. So, with you. so when you have all those colors out there, they don't say the white man gets the black man, the black man gets this. It's a race. So a race is just what it is. It's a race to see who go win. It doesn't it doesn't specify what individual or what color the individual is. It's a race. Now, as far as us being concerned, is we as black people, we always feel it. We always are at war and attack because people are because they have been conditioned to attack us. Because when you have the original, we are the original man. We are the original woman. We can create every life out here. Every the Chinese man, we can create that. The white man, we can create that. We know that. If you don't know it, go do your history. Go do your science homework. Only black people can do these things. So it's not a race war against black and white. That's what they want us to realize, and that's why we continue to stay at war with one another, because whoever it is, and I don't know who it is, keeps us at bay like that. Okay. All right. I don't know if I can agree with that yet. Um Here's what I do know, and this is why I have trouble agreeing with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. From the moment we were, uh, what's, the, what's the new phrase? From the moment we were, um, oh, my God. From the moment our, our ancestors were involuntarily relocated mm-hmm. to America, right? Mm-hmm. There mm-hmm. has been a war. There was a war declared on us from the very moment that happened, if not before again. Okay. So that's why I have trouble agreeing with what you when you say that it's not a race war because if you think about it the black family based upon what td jake said the black family is divided or at least is being divided but, but you're saying what? it's not but Go guess ahead. what no 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 i didn't say we wasn't divided what i said mm-hmm. is we're not the only ones going through it we're all going okay. through the same thing we're the only okay. ones that has a spotlight because he's a black man a black mm-hmm. minister telling his side of the story you're a black man telling your side of the story. I guarantee you, I go find a white man probably having the same issue right now. I go find an Asian man probably having the same issue right now. Guarantee you, you probably have an Asian pastor that's saying the same thing. You probably have a Caucasian pastor saying the same thing. But guess what? The spotlight not on them. We're not in their community, so we don't know. I'll give so you that. I'll give you that. So we can only we can only spotlight what we what we go through, and that's us, right? They'll tell you that black people are the ones that's on what on food stamps. So truly, it's the white folks. They'll tell you is the the black man never in the home, but the white man going through the same problem. The white lady going through the same problem. We think black folk only black man ain't the only one paying child support. The black mama ain't the only one that's a single mother. That's what I'm saying. I understand history repeats okay. itself. Okay, that, that, so why are we the ones always being highlighted? Why are we the ones that are um, put on the spotlight what? as illegitimate fathers? No good fathers. Just, why that? But what did I just, what, what I just tell you? Who are you? 
What do you create? What power do you truly have? I just told okay. you, you got all the power to mm-hmm. create life. You create life. That white man mm-hmm. can't create what you can create. See, the problem is, the truly the, truly the problem is, we are the ones that's, that's, that's missing it. And I say we, we are being tricked by whoever's in charge because they teach discrimination and racism when really they're they telling us that racism is, I'm sorry, discrimination is racism and racism is discrimination. They're confusing the two. So that's why we continue to stay in a race with one another. So that's why it's highlighted that black people, black this, black that. If you're a white man, guess what? We'll be having a different conversation because I'll be white, you'll be white, Lorraine will be white, and then we'll be saying, this is the problem that we have in our community. When you are the one that can create life, I'm going to always keep you down. That's why I said you cannot talk about the – honestly, we cannot talk about the Bible if you can't go back to the base where it started from. Because now you're crossing over so many different so many different things to talk about something that was stolen from so far away that has been that has been changed to what they want to change it to. Right? So you have to understand the basis of that. And you have to understand the basis of he only can talk about what goes in his community because T D Jason is black. And what he sees with. What his church what his church uh people deal with. What his daughter may deal with, because she's black. So let me be clear. You agree or disagree with um, Pastor Jakes? No, I, no. What I said is I agree with some of the stuff he said. I agree with some of the stuff he said because it's a lot of women out here that have been taught to be nasty. Not, but I said not to just men. They're taught to be nasty to other women. They're taught to be nasty just to people, period, because somebody may, below, may be below their standards. I don't I'm not on the same level as them. They are taught to be nasty. Now, who's teaching them? Then yeah, look around their surroundings. Okay. Um. So while you were talking, I was doing some research. So when we look at single parent households by women based on women in ethnic ethnicity um twenty twenty numbers show that seventy five percent um African American families are single parent households with just you know with women um in the home. Sixty one percent Spanish, thirty nine percent white and twenty three percent Asian. Then when you look at divorce among black, Hispanic and white Blacks, um, 30.8 per 1,000 divorce. Hispanics, 18.5 per 1,000. Whites, 15.1 per 1,000. But they didn't have any numbers um, or statistics for Asians. While um, I hear what you're saying and I agree with a lot of what you're saying, um, and our major was asking, so why is it highlighted um, mostly for African Americans, I think it's because we're impacted at an alarming rate. And if you go back to um, if you go back to slavery, um, we cannot deny that um, slave owners intentionally broke up our families. 
they intentionally separated wives from their husbands. They intentionally tried to um, prevent marriage. Um, they wanted they would permit marriage amongst slaves or whatever for the purpose of breeding, and so that they could have more property. And then um, when they saw like you know like the closeness in the relationship and stuff, they would separate or sell off the husband or whatever once they got what they wanted out of it. Um, and even today, um, even though even though um, it does imp- it it impacts us all, right? It is a human issue where people are, you know, like like you said, like each race can can attest to having experiences with this. We are we're affected at we are affected at alarming rates, and some of um, and some of this is driven by society. Even when you look in terms of um, so when you think of in, think think in terms of who lives in impoverished situations more. Would you agree that it's African American and Hispanic people? Yes or no? Yes. The only way the only way I say that is, and I'm gonna tell y'all. Okay, so this is I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna somewhat agree, and this is why we are the minority. So we got a small. We're a small percentage. So we always mm-hmm. have a higher rate. We always have a higher percentage of anybody because we're small. So we'll be with seventy five percent because we're a small. We're a small. We're a small number. They have a larger number, so they will. They will always have a. They will always have a larger number, and that's the perception that they want us to to realize. Okay, wait, wait, so, hold up, hold up, hold up. I'm sorry to cut you off, but I want to. I want to bring out something that you're saying. You say that mm-hmm. we have a smaller number, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. When, when the slaves were freed, what percentage? Do you all know what percentage of the population we were at that time? No, Our ancestors I were don't. at that time. Thirteen percent. Thirteen percent. Mm-hmm. Do you know, based upon what I, and I and let me let me be clear, this is what mm-hmm. I heard via talk radio. This is not something I've researched, right? But it was um it was on the Lee Daniel Favor show. What is the percentage of our population now as far as African American to the American population? I don't know, but I don't think it's gone up by that much. Thirteen percent. I'm saying that to say this. Think about, unfortunately, the the, the episode we did regarding the Uvalde um, Mm -hmm. massacre, for lack of a better word. We titled that particular episode Massacre 2119, right? It was 21 people killed, 19 were children. All of them were of Hispanic descent. Mm -hmm. Uh, In Buffalo in Buffalo, New York. That store was specifically targeted by a white man uh, targeting African Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, when Obama was in office some years ago, I don't remember the exact year, maybe, uh, was it 13 or 14? Maybe it was during his first term, I'm not sure. But when uh, nine people were killed in a South Carolina church during Bible class. Mm-hmm. When cops gun us down, Mm-hmm. They will waste 45, as we discussed last week, 45 bullets on, um, oh, God, Jalen Williams, I think his name. Mm-hmm. If I, please correct me if I have his name wrong. And the, the documentary I advise you of uh, 137 shots for one black man. Mm-hmm. Population control. Population yeah. control. We talked about that early in when, we, when we initially kicked off, right? Yes. To, so there has been, whether we realize it or not, there has always been, so it seems, a race war going on. 
Mm-hmm. And and we maybe in our ignorance we didn't know. And let me say that let me be more specific. In my ignorance, I maybe I, I was unaware, but whether I'm aware or not, it's been happening. And, and so when and when T D Jakes comes out and says what he says, I agree with you. He's talking about the black community. But why has this why has our black why have our black women become as he said? Why have they had to become men? Maybe that's a question that needs to be asked as well. Why have they had to become men? So what are the choices? They can't can't date the man that they want or can't be with the man they want because maybe he's uneducated. Maybe he's in jail. Um, perhaps he's gay. He doesn't, he doesn't desire a woman. So what is she supposed to do? Her options now become limited as far as within her own community and race of people. So now what is she, what is she going to do? Is she going to turn into a woman? Is she going to go outside of her race? And mm-hmm. I, here's the, the other thing I have to question as well. Is she not supposed to want? Is she not supposed to desire, have a desire to be higher? Is she not supposed to want to run her own company when she can run a household? And also, too, because when, even in the, the part that I read to you all, I was wondering, okay, so it, how does he feel about female pastors? Mm-hmm. I don't think he's saying – so. I don't think he's saying that he doesn't feel like the woman should should have a place in corporate America. I don't feel like he's saying that at all. Um, and what we have to realize is there's an imbalance, right? There There is an imbalance. And when we are – so, like, if we look at the Proverbs 31 woman, right, in the Bible, she was mm-hmm. a um, – she, she kept her home. She was a businesswoman. She ran a business. She supported her husband. And she had – she had it there was a balance there right but she was mm-hmm. a mother she took care of her children she respected her husband she was a helpmate and everything um women today they very rarely respect men right um and oftentimes they're in they they choose like they choose career and things like that over over like their over their children right so i know I know that people I know people that have given their children and we see this happen with celebrities a lot too, right? When they're pursuing so especially singers and actresses, right? We see them hand their children off, their children that they chose to carry and give life to and hand their children off to like their mom or their um their auntie or somebody in their mm-hmm. family so that they could pursue their career. And then they're separated from that child for years, okay, while they're pursuing that career. And then when they come back into the picture or whatever, they're usually like a financial support, but that bonding or the way that God intended for them to be like that um, that primary source in that child's life, that doesn't happen. So there's, there's, a, there's a gap there. There's no connection, no bond. They're attached to grandma and stuff like that. And I have, a, and I'm, and I'm just going to say this, I have a problem. I really have a problem with, people dropping their kids off on mom and and you choosing to have a baby or you choosing to bring life into this world and then you make it somebody else's responsibility that didn't ask for it because a lot mm-hmm. of times they they they're they're not in a, they're you know they're struggling and stuff like that and I'm sorry the way that these kids are today don't no elderly person need to be dealing with these children and then when we see what we see a lot of times is the kids that are in trouble and that are acting out being raised by grandma and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? They're, you know, grandma's like, they out of control. I can't handle them. I can't this. I can't that. Because, I mean, really, it just, it's, 
it's it's not their responsibility. It's ours. If we decide to have a kid, it's our responsibility to raise that child. Now, it's, I'm not saying don't get support and help from your family, but that should never like that should be like that should never be their responsibility. But again, this is this is what we see now in culture. Culture, our culture promotes this or whatever. Yeah, have a mm-hmm. baby and 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 hand it off. You know what I'm saying? Have a baby and and do you? You know what I mean? Climb the corporate ladder. Do these different things or whatever. It's one thing. And you you ask some very valid questions. How did we get here, right? How do we get to this place where now we um, women are having to make these choices, right? So we understand. And like I said, I've been in other um, heard other messages from him where he understand like he has expressed his understanding of the fact that. Some men just check out, right? They they don't take mm-hmm. care of their responsibilities. They leave, and then that woman has no option but to do what she has to do. And, and again, hopefully she has some support there for her to be able to make things happen the way that it needs to happen or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, ask yourself, can a single mother really, and I'm speaking as a single mom, can you really with complete absolution, balance a home, raise a child, and pursue a career. Hell no, that's all not without, You can't. Not without imbalance. Yes, not without imbalance. It, there's no way you can balance it. There's no way. Somebody suffers. Somebody yeah. suffers. And you know who that somebody yeah, is? That. It's your kids. It's yeah. your kids. Now, I'm going to – I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, didn't, I thought maybe you were finished. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You had brought up you were using, like, uh, if a woman's trying to pursue a career. And I know you were just using that as an example. But since mm-hmm. you brought that up, I want to interject this. There was a novel, Terry, Mac- Terry McMillan, um, Disappearing Acts, made into a movie mm-hmm. with Wesley Snipes and Sinead Lathan. Um, mm-hmm. Sinead's character is trying to get into the music business. And she, uh, she, was, she got involved with Wesley Snipes' character. She winds up getting pregnant. Once she got pregnant... The, the the guy she was working with and her producer told her, I can't work with you. Why? Because you're pregnant. Mm. And this is the way the females in the music industry get treated mm-hmm. because now you're a liability. So her choice was to either have an abortion or have this child. But if you have this child, you're not having a career. Whereas men, we don't have that to contemplate. Right. You know, no matter what aspect of the music industry you're going into, you get pregnant. It's not you that's actually pregnant. It's your woman that's pregnant. I need you up in the studio. Let's get, let's get, let's go ahead and make this money. Period. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, right. So I'm I'm going to make a lot of people mad when I say this. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm okay with it. I I will take the feedback. I will take the flack or whatever. I got thick skin, and I'm for it. Okay. Oh, <laughs> come Uh-oh. on with it. Come on. So again, going back to the audience, right? So we are talking mm-hmm. about a pastor, right? We are mm-hmm. talking about God's design, right? So God's design for um, man and woman is marriage, right? And okay. we have sex before marriage, and we have sex outside of marriage. And this is not always the case because sometimes we get in marriages and marriages fall apart. But 
that mm-hmm. when we choose to go out here and fornicate, we run the risk of getting pregnant, okay? And then when we get pregnant, we have children outside of wedlock, right? And so we mm-hmm. don't, so when we take that, we put ourselves in a situation where we are not, we're not inside of God's divine design for how the family structure is supposed to be. So we've already put ourselves in a situation where we created a broken home and we've created some situations and stress and strain on ourselves. When we don't follow God's design, then things go out of order. Things go out, go astray. And we have to deal with the consequences of those choices. And that's just the truth of the matter. If we profess to be Christians and we choose to, and we choose to do it our way versus the way God told us to do it in the Bible, then we have to deal with the fallout and the consequences that come with that. And that's just the reality of it. Um, okay, and that's right a there hard a truth to hear. Yeah, it uh-huh. is a hard truth to hear. Because, and here's where I have a trouble agreeing with your hard truth completely mm-hmm. and wholly. Life mm-hmm. happens. Life happens. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, let's just. I know. I know. I get ridiculed when we talk about being in love and all that jazz. But I know y'all can't <laughs> disagree with me when we get to this particular subject matter here. If you're getting intimate with someone, how much Jesus are you thinking about at the time you're getting getting it in? Well, I could tell you that's not, what I thought. Let me None. let you're me say. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Because mm-hmm. some people sure. are thinking about it. Some people are thinking about it. My point, listen to, but hear what I'm saying. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that we're not human. I'm not saying that we don't mistake. I'm not saying that we don't fall short. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm, Mm -hmm. what I am saying is when we make those choices, we have to deal with the consequences of the choices that we make. And that means bearing down and accepting the responsibility if we choose to bring that child into the world. And the point that he was making is when we veer away from God's design, the way that God intended for us to do things, we bring trouble and we bring different situations and um, circumstances on ourselves. It's easy for us to say, right? It's very easy for us to say life happens, right? We make mistakes because we do. We do. If we didn't make mistakes, we wouldn't need, we wouldn't have need for a God or a Savior or whatever you believe in, right? We would just be able to handle our stuff inside of our own strength or whatever. But the reality is when we don't, when we stray away from the path that God intended for us, we have to expect that there's going to be trouble and we have to expect that there are going to be consequences. And we have to be willing to accept those consequences, take accountability for it, and push forward, push through whatever that looks like. And we can't sit back and complain that our situation is this and our situation is that. Well, we created that situation because we got caught up in that moment of passion and intimacy and we wasn't thinking about God or Jesus, right? Because the Bible is clear and, I don't know, Antonio, you want to go back into history and this and that, but we're talking about this particular audience. If you profess to be a Christian, you profess to serve the God of this Bible, right? That Bible mm-hmm. tells you that no man is tempted beyond what God, you know, what um, we're not tempted beyond what what we can, uh, what you know, what's un, what's known to man or whatever. So in those moments of temptation, God will per, will provide a way of escape. If you choose not to accept the escape route and you choose to lay down in the bed and I'm not um, I'm not absolved of this because I all of my kids aren't born in wedlock I have children out of wedlock too but the consequences that came with having those kids out of wedlock I couldn't be mad at nobody I couldn't blame nobody else and I couldn't push my responsibility off on anybody else because those are the choices that I made and I had to deal with the realities that come with it and sometimes we want to blame a system we want to blame this and we want to blame society and we want to blame that well really we just need to look in the mirror and accept responsibility for the choices and of our, you know, the choices and the consequences of our actions. And that's just real. And so when you hear somebody like T.D. Jakes 
preaching um, from a belief system that you subscribe to. Nobody forced you into that. You subscribe to that belief system. You mm-hmm. said this is the faith that I'm choosing to live by. This is the um, word that I'm choosing to believe. And if he calls out something that's in Scripture and that's supported by the word of God, you can't be upset with him about that because he's just, he, it's really, it shouldn't be a personal attack on him. If anything, be mad at the God that you chose to serve. And that's just the reality of it. Why now? Nah, I don't know if she's yet. Why did TD Jakes Jakes decide now? I can't answer that. Did we hear hear from him? I know you can't answer that. I'm not asking you to answer that. I'm just saying, (laughs) did we hear from him? Did we hear TD Jakes one time come out against the police officers when George Floyd went down? Did we hear hear from TD Jakes when Tamir Rice was killed? Did we hear from TD Jakes when Trayvon Martin was killed? So why this particular issue and why now is my question that I would love to have a conversation and have answered. Now, I probably won't. do we know that he didn't? Do we know that he didn't? Well, how can we know about this one, though? So that's what I'm going Because you know why we heard about this one? Because women are pissed, they feel attacked, and now they want to send him viral because they have the means to do so. Just because we haven't heard those other things doesn't mean that those conversations didn't take place. It doesn't mean because nobody. Let me tell you what they're not popular. What we're not going to make popular. We're not going to make go viral. You know, because um, if you think about it, um, I know some pastors, like big pastors, that have preached stuff on, like Jamal Bryant and several other pastors that have come out about Tamir Rice and all this other stuff and watched those sermons and attended those sermons. But I ain't seen no viral clips going around about it. Not from the black community. Not from the black community. Not from the white community. Not from the Black Lives Matters. Not from nobody. We highlight what we don't like. That's what we bring attention to. When you say something to piss me off or offend me or hurt my little way of thinking and my way of life, then I'm going to come out about it because you know what? Um, 20 other women had the same opinion that I had about the fact that um, T.D. Jakes is attacking us. So we're going to send this around and we're going to shut him down and we're going to make the world see that or make him, you know, just tarnish his name and get on him for a minute. So it's not that it's not it's not it's very possible that he could have had those conversations and we didn't hear about it because we don't follow him every every sermon. We're not listening to all his messages. And I like I said, I know big name pastors that have had these conversations. I ain't seen nobody clip about it. I didn't make one. I ain't passing around, but it was a good word. But let me tell you, that's my whole point, right? That's my, but that's my whole point with the whole race thing, all of it, right? You're you're not in that. It's almost like you're not in that circle. You're mm-hmm. not in that circle until somebody's feelings get hurt, right? As soon as somebody gets, say it like, again. Like, and like remember, we, like I tell you all the time, right? Think about this. You can give somebody some good advice, but they want the monetary, but they'll never tell somebody. You know what? He actually gave me some good advice. They'll tell you, mm-hmm. you know that you know he won't give me nothing, he won't give me no money, he won't do right by me from a monetary standpoint. They'll say, Oh, they won't say that you know what, that person actually did right by me, gave me some some really good a thought provoking and told me to look at things from a different perspective. They won't do that until you hurt their feelings. And she yeah. got a point. She got a point. When you start hurting people's feelings, hell they record, they record, they record. It's like everything else. The same way that they show you all these bad police, how many good police have you seen? And I'm not taking mm-hmm. up for nobody. I'm just being, mm-hmm. she made a good point. They only show you the bad. They never talk about your good. 
And it's just like with the media. He who controls the media controls the narrative, right? You want the narrative to be, you want America to bash this man because he he preached the word out of the Bible that you subscribe to and you didn't agree with it. Don't be mad at him. Be mad at God. He he just preached what, what he saw in the word. So you can't be mad at him, but that's what people do. That's what we do in this technology age. Look at the narrative of when it comes to black people. It's always, like you mm-hmm. said, it's all, you're always dogging us out. You never see them dog out too many Caucasians because yeah. they're controlling the narrative of that situation. Right. And when we think in terms of black men being bad, you know, the the rap that black men have is being bad fathers and abandoning their kids. You know that you probably personally, we all know a ton of black men that are great fathers that are in the home, that are being good stepdads and all that stuff. But they want to paint a picture of the negative, Mm -hmm. like where it might be a handful that's not doing what they want to do. They're not going to glorify and highlight the ones that are. And we allow it. I'm going to tell you a prime example, right? My kids went to school in the hood. Not now, but they did go to school in the hood. I see more black fathers than mothers. But I didn't hear them say nothing. There's a whole bunch of black men. And pick a, well, I'm dropping mine off. It's I'm picking up. When I pick mine up, it's black men picking theirs up. And I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't see nobody out there recording. They don't and be out there. That like, on, making that go viral. But you know what they will make go viral? The daddy not buying no cheeseburger for all the kids in the house. Like, yep. come on, we picking people will feed on negativity and yep. adversity and drama. That's what this society. That's why that reality TV is so popular because that's what people like. They like mess. Go to a reality go to a bas- TV, aka trash TV. Yep. Yes. Go to a go to a basketball game. Go to a football game. Go to like when they open up school. Guarantee you, you will see so many black men, and you in your head you will say, "Well, I thought all the black days were gone." All the mm-hmm. black daddy wanted to be kids' lives. You'll get there. I'd be like, damn. You know how many you know how many uh games I went to? And I don't been to a lot of games with AAU things. You know how many black men I seen that was with their sons? If they was mm-hmm. like me, didn't leave didn't leave their son's side. Mm-hmm. And you know what's even more like what's becoming more popular even now? You are seeing more um, men as single fathers taking the responsibility of their children, fighting for custody of their kids, actually taking the mothers to court, and seeing like the shift in that starting to happen too, fighting for joint custody and things like that because now they're putting themselves in a position to be able to do these things. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's, again, it's about what people want to make popular, what they want you to see and what you what they want you to focus your attention on because it's like and even what we talked about earlier they didn't show the whole message you don't know if mm-hmm. what that little part that little part could totally be being taken out of context because nobody's going to do the labor and go and look and see everything that he said before they jump on and start flashing their opinion um just like i, I don't know if y'all saw the video of dated man sitting in the um in the casino and he put like I, he put some stuff in a, in a slot machine. He was sitting on the slot machine, and somebody walked up on him, and they videoed him. And oh my goodness, they went off on him on social on TikTok, talking about he was how he was going to, you know, the Bible say you're not supposed to gamble, and he's trying to hide from his past. So that's why he's telling you move away from the camera and just, you know, just try to make a big thing out of it, and just going off and off, you know, going off on him and stuff like that in the comments and things like that. But that's what people do because they want to. They trying to embarrass you 
They want to embarrass you and try to discredit you, and so they do stuff like that. And this was mm-hmm. somebody's attempt to discredit him because they said something that he didn't like. They probably was recording the message at first saying, oh, yeah, this is good. Then he got to that part, and they're like, oh, we're going to trim this right here. Yeah, he, well, he, he messed up when he said that. I'm going to go on the call Ace of Spades. I'm going to go to call Ace of Spades. The person probably was mad because they probably the person he talked to. Probably put a shoe on because it actually fit. Mm-hmm. They probably was a nasty person talking to people any kind of way. Don't say thank you. Don't do nothing. I always want things they way. That's why they probably yep. it. Because the shoe yep. was fitting. It's so true. So I know a lot don't agree with been, me. The shoe <laughs> may have been fitting. The truth he may have been spitting. I still say <laughs> when it comes to the other issues, I have not heard his voice. And I have great what? respect. I have great respect well, for uh, Bishop well, T.D.J. So let me be well, clear let me on ask that. You this. But if, okay. hold up, I'm just saying. Okay, I, okay. I have great respect for him. Uh, I listen to him because I enjoy him so much. So I'm not, I'm not quote unquote anti T.D. Jakes. I'm just asking the question that I think people would like to have an answer to. Or well, let me ask I you. I would. Go ahead. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask yes, sir. You. Yes, sir. How many, lo- how many local pastors came out and said that you know came out and said something about Tamir Rice? George Floyd and blah 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 mm-hmm. the rest of them. Cause there's a whole bunch of them I can't even name. So how many? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know? As they, as I as I recently learned in the documentary I was watching, storefront preachers, storefront churches, right? <laughs> one on every corner in a black neighborhood. That's the one. That's the church mm-hmm. you're talking about, right? Yeah, the one that yeah. I, when I came stepped out of my house when I was growing up, one down the street, one across the street, one two blocks down, one around the corner, about two blocks away, another one, and I can probably find like six to eight within a. Five, five to six block radius of my house when I was growing up, their voices do not count to a degree, in my opinion. Their voices do not count because they're only talking to the disenfranchised in the first place. Well, let me say this. They, they don't have a TV ministry. They don't even have well, a radio me, ministry. I'm just Well, saying. let me say this. And I get you. They, but mm-hmm. they, guess what? Their voice do count. You know why? Because somebody go there every Sunday, every Wednesday. Somebody pay tithes there. Somebody's actually listening to them, so they do count. Now, does he have a bigger platform? Yes, but I can tell you, I don't listen to TV Jakes because all that. Oh yeah. <laughs> that is not the way the tuning and the hooping goes, my brother. But I get you. Uh, I, you know, I don't want to I'm not there for the theatrics. Y'all I'm, 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 I'm not there for. I'm not there for all the theatrics. I'm not there for all that. And how, well, and I, I'm somebody not, I'm there not, for it. But, but somebody is, but at the same time, I'm telling you, but somebody is listening to these storefront people, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody is listening to them. How many, well, my question is, how many of them that you know that came out who actually has that platform in their community? That's like the president. Who gives a damn what the president say? But you care about what your governor say. You care about what the state representatives say because they're representing the, the places where you stay. You don't give a damn what the, the federal government does from the president. Because he says, really, no, 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 hold up, hold up. You're speaking from your perspective. Who knows how the government works? No, 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 okay? no. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, but you're speaking I, from your perspective, gonna, and you understand how the government works. I have to second him on that because I have to agree with him on that because most people do listen to what the president say and they are fooled because they don't understand that their state officials are the ones who have control. So I'm right behind you, R. Major. I second that. Okay, I appreciate it. I got one. You got one. You are I got one. But what I'm saying is a lot of people do mm-hmm. listen to these people. 
they're just not on the same platform, but guess what? Those people have a voice and they can actually change their community. Desi, can can TBJ change community? Hell no. He only just going to change community up there in Texas. These people, all they do is pay their money, listen to him online, give him t- TV uh, recognition or whatever, and like you said, call him their pastor, uh, blah, 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 but really he ain't did nothing. So you'll have more... You have more from that local pastor, so I would expect for me, and this is me, I would expect uh-huh. more local pastors to come out to give more TV. Hey, call the news. We need to have a press conference. You bug the hell out of them to somebody come out there. This is enough is enough out here with these black with these black people, right? If any I mean, of that's these how people, it should be. That's how it should be. But, if, like, to me, if any of these, quote, unquote, governors, presidents cared about black people, they'll come on national TV, hold a press conference, and say, hey, you know what? Enough is enough of this BS. These are people. These are not just black people. These are people. These are humans, right? But see, nobody mm-hmm. respecting nobody. And that's what I'm saying. He, the, the shoe fit for whoever did it because she was upset, like, like Rain said. She was upset that he said these things. How dare he say this? He's talking about us independent women. Mm-hmm. I, I, I buy my own. He ain't did. He can't bring nothing to the table. He can't do nothing for me. But then begging a man if he needs stop if right he needs there. Some help. Stop right there, because this is where I stopped at when I when we opened up. And the next paragraph is in quotes, and this is T.D. Jakes talking from his from his pulpit during this message. He says, mm-hmm. "I know you can buy your own. Buy car. your own. Mm-hmm. I know you can buy your own house. But until mm-hmm. you create a need that I can pour into, I have no place in your life. So stop coming mm-hmm. home." Bragging to me, bragging to me about how much you don't need me, and wonder why I shy away. He continued. Mm-hmm. That's that's that paragraph. So, but that's mm-hmm. a pro- mm-hmm. go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And that's the problem I have right there. That word "shy away." That's the problem. Stop shying away. That's the problem. Doesn't mean we don't communicate. We don't communicate effectively. Stop shying away. Tell mm-hmm. her, baby, mm-hmm. I don't give a, mm-hmm. I don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, man. You always want to put us down. No, bro. What, no, I get no, what you're saying. Th- th- but that's true, though. What I'm saying is, no, what I'm saying is we need to stop shying away because it is some men who do shy away, who don't tell their feelings, who don't say, babe, that's not how this works. You're not going to come home and talk to me any kind of way. Yeah, I know you can buy your stuff. But, babe, I'm here for this. I'm here for that. That's what I'm saying. But as men, we don't communicate because you know what we'll do? We'll say the hell with you and get the hell on. Maybe you need to tell her that her shit stinks and she has fixed it. That's what I'm saying. And the thing about it is when you're communicating, as a woman, when you're communicating like that to a man, you're not communicating in a healthy way because when the conversation, you got to, yeah, that's that's you yelling. And you can you can just envision it, right? And, and through a lot of the couples that I've counseled, this is a reality, right? People coming home and saying, oh, I don't need him to do nothing for me. I don't need this and I don't need that. And then you're ready to have a baby. Well, you need him for that because you can, oh, no, I don't need him for that either. I'm going to go get the sperm. I can go get the sperm from the sperm bank. Okay. And then you look at your husband and he's like, oh, well, she really don't need me. And you got to realize that you, when you're in a relationship, this is a partnership. This is something that y'all are trying to do together. If you are constantly telling the other person that they serve no value in your life, why are, why are you there? Because if I was a woman, even as a woman, if a man is constantly telling me that I serve no purpose in his life, there's no value for me being there, why am I there? Why mm-hmm. am I there? And so this is where we have to start playing chess. We have to understand what the greater goal is. 
we have to understand that heavily misquoted scripture in the Bible, the love of money is the root of all evil, not money itself, but the love of money. And, when we, and it's so easy to, to lose sight of that when you're, when you're going day to day, when life is happening. It is so easy to lose track of that. When the wife starts making more money than the husband and his ego gets bruised, it's not too hard then after that to hurt his feelings. Let's be real about this. Mm-hmm. Let's be real about this. When, when, you know, because first of all, the society we live in, we're capitalistic. When is enough mm-hmm. enough? When I, yep. when, I heard, when I first heard the answer to that damn question, I'm like, well, that's why we can't ever get anything straight because we're looking at how much green does he have. Um, mm-hmm. I remember, what's his name? Uh, Drew Brees, quarterback for the Saints back, mm-hmm. back when. And he started making political statements or something like that. And I, had, I was talking with somebody and said, yeah, you heard what Drew Brees said? I said, Drew Brees can't speak for me. As my quarterback, he can throw a pass. But when it comes outside of the sports arena, I need to know where you stand first before I can allow you to speak for me because I would like to speak for myself. And we think that because he has money, he also has knowledge. No, he has mm-hmm. talent that has gifted him with that money, mm-hmm. that has allowed him to acquire the wealth that he has. But he is no more intelligent, he is no more acquired than anyone else to be able to speak upon the rights of someone else, period. Mm-hmm. What we have mm-hmm. to understand is that money is something that we use to further our advancement, but it should not define us. It should not define us. And once it defines us, I don't care who you are. I don't care how word up you are. I don't care how prayed up you are. I don't care how much God you, you worship. Until you can get a, get a gaming understanding of what money is for and what it's about, and at the end of the day, I can live with it or I can live without it, but, baby, I have to have you. Until we get to that point, mm-hmm. we're going to mm-hmm. always be right here divided. And it doesn't matter. Right. I do agree with you on this, Antonio. It doesn't matter what race we're talking about. But specifically right now, we're talking about the African-American race. And money has been used to divide us. Well, guess what? That's, that's all the race you want. Last, last time I checked, brother, what you talking about, really. I love that passion, our major. Whew, I felt that. <laughs> uh, nah, I mean, we really have to understand how this game is played and how it works. And a lot yeah. of times, one, one half of the, the, the team may understand it, but the other half doesn't. Right. And maybe it's the other half that's making them more money. And when it's the other half that has the lack of understanding, but at the same time is bringing in the more, more money, she may think that she has the final say. And when mm-hmm. that happens, the problem, uh, the problems, plural, because they're coming. They're yeah, coming yeah. if they're not there. Exactly. They're exactly. That's, that's, and, and the reason that is because that's already, it, it's been an imbalance. It's been an imbalance with the relationship a long time ago. You're probably right. You're probably right. Um, it sounds like this will have to be continued. <laughs> And I, I apologize for, for my uh, my yelling. Well, my wife told it. me to calm it down. But uh, <laughs> well, you were yelling. You were just passionate. That was passionate. I love it. I'm here for um, it. <laughs> in chess, and I'm going to shut down after this. In chess, <laughs> right? There's one king. There's one queen. The queen is the most powerful piece on the board. The king is the least most powerful piece on the board. However, the objective of the game is to capture 
or as we say in chess, checkmate the king. Mm -hmm. If you lose your queen, you can still gain another one. But once you lose the king, the game is over. Mm -hmm. Now, in chess also, too, theoretically speaking, you can have up to nine queens, but you still only have one king. Sound like life, don't it? So if we want, if y'all want, we can uh, continue this again next week, or we can move on to some ne some some next viral, the next viral video that comes out, or you know, Pop Pop <laughs> gonna say something, or Pop Pop gonna do something. <laughs> Who knows? He, he always doing something. But uh, yeah, well, yeah, this is yeah. a good one. This is a good one. Agreed. This is a good one. Uh, um, we want to thank you all for sharing and caring about us. We want to thank you all for tuning in to the gospel truth. We want to thank you all for uh, email. Well, I don't know if you all have been emailing us. Why haven't you all been emailing us? It's not like I haven't been giving out the email address, right? It, it, last time I checked, it says it's the gospel truth, no BS at gmail.com. The gospel, that's N-O-B-S. Oh, wait. The Gospel Truth NOBS. I've been giving it out wrong. I'm sorry. At, at gmail.com. Um, we usually record and drop on Sundays. We're a little late today because uh, we were out celebrating my, uh, my daughter's birthday this morning for breakfast. But um, we're here, and we will be dropping again uh, next week. What am I missing? I know I'm missing something. Are you waiting email for us. me to get the... Oh, yeah. I'm email. email. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah I said the email. Yeah, email us your comments. Email us your uh, suggestions. Email us your topics. Uh, or if you want to be a guest. You may have. Yeah, if you want to come on and, and chop it up with us. Hey, come on. Just know how we right. do. Just know how we do. <laughs> <laughs> but also, too, understand. Understand. When we disagree, we're not doing it on purpose. We're doing it with a purpose. And that purpose is to grow. It's within the disagreement. That's where the growth lies. At least that's my belief. I agree. Yeah, yeah we all agree on that. I'm so right. glad we can be unified once in our lives. <laughs> on something, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Every once in a while. Our new episodes on Sundays can be found on Spotify, Anchor, Apple, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio. Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and Stitcher. We coming. We are coming. As many places as we can go, we going to get there. And we are on the Wisdom app. Yes, the Wisdom app. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Allwise, for reminding us. <laughs> we on the Wisdom app. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You got a quote for us, Antonio? I, I enjoyed y'all. Yeah, yeah this one was you? really, I, I really was moved by your passion. I have to say that again. Like, <laughs> I felt that fire today. I was like, yes, I'm for it. <laughs> I got you. They multiply you. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I got a call for y'all. Y'all ready? Yes, sir. Yes. 
Our family is a circle of strength founded on faith, joined in love, kept by God together and forever. Amen. Open your mind. Always keep your mind open to different things. And a different perspective. God bless. God bless. God bless.